It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, Bart Moraz and John Suter. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. This episode of the E-Commerce Minute is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you're back in business in no time. And for being a loyal E-Commerce Minute listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you'll never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SendPro Online. Starting at $4.99 a month, you can qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print labels right from your PC. So go to pb.com slash minute to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash minute. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. It's e-commerce minute episode 578. Today's episode, California bans fur sales. The choice to wear or sell real fur clothing is a hotly debated subject, and it has been for decades. Back in the early 90s, we saw the beginning of We'd Rather Go Naked Than Wear Fur campaign, and since then, brands and celebrities have been facing severe pressure from organizations like PETA to take fur off the market. After years of small advancements, the anti-fur movement is now seeing its first huge victory. California will be the first state to ban the sale and manufacture of new fur products, and the third to ban most animals from circus performances under two new bills signed earlier this month by Governor Gavin Newsom. The law will prevent residents from selling or making clothing, shoes, or handbags with fur starting in 2023. However, secondhand fur products are exempt from the ban, as well as fur products used by Native American tribes for spiritual or cultural purposes. And the ban also does not include leather products or taxidermy. Under the new California law, there is a fine of up to $1,000 for multiple violations. The ban follows Newsom's previous legislation that makes California the first state to outlaw fur trapping and aids bans on sales of fur in Los Angeles and San Francisco. This new bill could be a huge blow to the fur industry that makes products from animals like mink, chinchillas, rabbits, and other animals. According to the most recent data available from the Fur Information Council, that is a real thing, the U.S. retail fur industry brought in $1.5 billion in sales in 2014. That damn FIC. You know what I mean? What's that? The damn FIC. (laughs) The damn FIC. Coming out of me. Those kids. I wouldn't have got away with it without more for the damn FIC. (laughs) (laughs) According to NBC News, Advocacy Group Direct Action Everywhere said it's working with other activists to pass similar bills in cities nationwide, including Minneapolis and Portland, Oregon. And it's optimistic that California's law will cause a ripple effect. And as we stated, the law goes into effect January 1st, 2023. So the reason we picked this is because, well, there's a lot of clothing with fur in it and a lot of clothes get sold online. And- 2023, like, how, why do they, they you well, know what's funny about this kind of stuff? I'm sure they announce that- it. Yeah. And then it's like five years later. No, I'm sure it was a lobbyist or something like that. That was, that was probably part of the compromise that they made and said, well, okay, we're not going to do it next week. We'll do it in a couple of years and get these people who sell fur a chance to regroup or get into something else or get out of the fur business. So. That was uh, your dog being angry about fur. Yes, yeah, she, she heard me talking about fur. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I I thought fur was kind of not in style anymore. So uh, that actually kind of surprised me as well when I looked at some of the numbers here. I didn't think that fur was actually a quote unquote fashionable thing anymore. 
except for i mean i could imagine people who live in colder climates and fur being a you know animals and fur being more readily available than any other you know synthetic thing to keep you warm but apparently it is still widely used in fashion i don't know anybody that wears fur um you know where they get you they get you with like things like canada goose jackets where you're not like literally wearing fur but they're literally made from like animals and the like fur lined collars like and, the and stuff like that that's who needs geese you. come on <laughs> the, you I don't think it's the geese part <laughs> I know the no 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 I get somewhere. it the funny the funny thing is she just heard Brittany go <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I did I guess I, I guess that you're would welcome. be my surprise you're welcome people <laughs> untitled goose is very mad at you people right now <laughs> oh god I'm sorry I was joking that was really funny <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more fur and non-synthetic stuff in in, uh, in clothing than we think there is, right? Right. It's just so unnecessary for fur not to be banned at this point, in my opinion. Like, we should just not be killing animals for clothing anymore if we don't um, have to. Yeah, I mean, there is also synthetic leather. Um, but for, I've read things about synthetic leather that it's environmentally isn't much better than real leather. But then when you take into account the suffering part of it then obviously synthetic will always win it's a strange thing you know it's it our ancestors and i'm not talking about your grandparents i'm talking about our ancestors going back you know thousands of years you used what you had from the land to make what you needed to eat to clothe yourself to do what you need to do to build your house to do whatever our society has evolved in such a way that we don't live like that anymore people don't live from the land we don't we don't right. you know and it's just it's it's a very strange thing that now that we look at this as like what do you mean you're wearing a fur coat you know but it's science and technology and society is advanced in such a way that it, that it's unnecessary leave the animals alone i mean right. I don't know. and because i mean like the hugest issue about like this whole thing is that because it's like done so en masse, like to make like hundreds of coats and stuff like that. It's like over time, the ways in which we got this fur from animals became more and more humane in order to be mass produced over the years. So it got like worse and worse conditions for the animals and stuff like that. Same with like farming for food, like the conditions just because they have to do it on such a large, large scale at this point, like it's so bad for the animals and they just do it as quick as possible, which obviously doesn't mean that they're gonna have painless deaths and stuff like that which is like the true issue of it all <sighs> how depressing can't they get little scissors and just cut the hairs off <laughs> that's what i say like there has to be a better way there's there, gotta be a better not, way but there's not and so uh, the poor cute little minks suffer really turned why... into a depressing topic today yeah it sucks the fur industry is depressing it sucks and i'm happy about this california law uh, yeah, and I would probably see other progressive states follow suit. I wouldn't expect the entire country to to follow behind this. That'll never happen. Right. Um, but any little progress is progress. But I think a lot of uh, haven't a lot of the high fashion houses gone moved away from making things yeah. with leather with with leather with fur. I know this. Yeah, it's also expensive for them. I think, right. Because it's one of those things now where models are like not working with brands anymore that use real fur and stuff like that too. So some of them just like literally have no choice or nobody will work. Like there will always be people that will work for them, but it's becoming increasingly harder to get like big names that are super environmentally. 
I would say the ones that buy the five thousand dollar pocketbooks are going to be the ones that have to say, not the models, Brittany. But well, um, I I just I know I but a lot of them like won't walk in fashion shows for those designers that use fur, so they're taking a stand in that way. Well, but I mean that's good. That's good. Uh, but that pesky Fur Information Council of America says the law will hurt a U.S. industry largely comprised of family-run businesses that accounted for more than 32,000 full-time jobs and 1.5 billion sales in 2014. Hence the reason that the law will take three years to go into yeah. effect. Um, that makes sense. I Listen, we don't want to see anybody lose their job, but, you know, it's we live in a different time now. Uh, and I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how, what more to say beyond that. Yeah, no, I agree. So we have a note here, though. Unlike plant-based meat, animal fur doesn't have a synthetic alternative that's safer for the environment. Most faux furs are made of plastic, which usually isn't biodegradable. So they make fake fur out of plastic. I guess what else would it be? Oof. So when you buy one of them cheap parkas uh, at the flea market, it's plastic fur? Is that what yeah. you're telling me? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Plastic good. fur. That just sounds weird. Yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> Yeah, that it's really like a paradox, honestly. That if less is it a paradox? Killed, <laughs> a paradox yeah. wrapped in a riddle, tucked in a fur-coated um, enigma. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get something fun. Well, I was going to read some depressing stats about the fur industry, but I think I'm going to back away from that. Um, Brittany, why don't we just go ahead and tell us about today's sponsor? Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk and you're back to business in no time. And for being a loyal e-commerce minute listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. So save time and money on mailing and shipping with SendPro Online. Starting at $4.99 a month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online, and print labels and stamps right from your PC. So go to pb.com minute to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com minute. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Very good. John, can you give us very, very sad stats right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to make one more comment in that I think the wearing of fur is also a very generational thing. It's one of those things where it's like, if, I mean, I really couldn't imagine someone under the age of even, I don't know, 25 or 30 saying, I'm going to buy a fur coat unless they're, I mean, unless they live in Nebraska and that's the, you know, and they live on a ranch and they're using, you know, animals from their farm. Right. But we're urban people, so we're going to give the urban perspective. I, I really can't imagine someone young going out and buying a fur coat and going out in the town and saying, look at my new fur coat. I think it's very generational. And I think that's one of the reasons why you could take a law like this and le- wait a couple of years to pass it, because the people who are going to be up in arms are going to be, they're, there's going to, I hate to be like this, but there's going to be less and less of them. There's going to be less pushback. <laughs> I knew that's what you were I know. I was waiting for him to just go, they're just going to die. <laughs> they just be, I didn't want to say it that way, but <sighs> it's, it's true. I think, I think fur is just like one of the, it's, it's not fashionable. It's never going to be fashionable. And I think it's just a generational thing. And I just think it's something that's going to, it's going to pass into the things where it's like, oh, do you remember when we were all up in arms when they outlawed buggy whips? Well, now we don't even have buggies. So, you know, the buggy whip manufacturers union, they put up a stink too, but now there's no buggies. 
<laughs> no, there's just cars. Yeah, there's you're just right, cars. Though. Unless so. you're Kylie Jenner, you're not going to be an early 20s person, especially wearing a fur coat or anything for that exactly. matter. Exactly, or, or fur bra. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Nice All right. We'll, we'll do a quick, uh, we'll do a quick first that time. Piggybacking on what I had just said, a 2016 Google consumer survey reported that 66% of millennials aren't comfortable wearing fur. So there you go. But in 2017, fur generated global retail sales of $30 billion, according to, according to figures supplied by the IFF, that pesky IFF. <laughs> <laughs> so pesky. Manufacturers' first sales in the United States more than doubled between 2009 and 2018. How does that wait? So how does that happen? We're talking about something that is that is we think is generational and fading out, and now they're saying the sales have doubled. Wait, I I really I do, there has to be like something like a like a like we're missing something. I think like, we're missing something. I think fur is being used in other places that we are not aware of. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. and like sneakier, sneakier, sneakier fur, fur sneakier. sneakers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the stat is first sales in the United States more than doubled between 2009 and 2018 from 219 million to 531 million, increase of 141.6%. Maybe we're wrong about this whole thing. No, honestly, thing. <laughs> I think it's probably Canada Goose. Like, I'm telling you, like, Canada Goose probably makes yeah, up so many numbers that. in fur. That's a lot of fur trimmed collars there, dear. Well, Britt. You now have what? to do research. Yeah, I know. Uh, Britt's in charge of a follow up study on the fur. <laughs> Coming and soon. the fur commission reportedly, <clears throat> and the fur commission reported more than eighty-five percent of pelts used in the world's fur trade come from small family-run farms, as we said earlier. So, yeah, that's that is unfortunate. Um, we don't want to see the farming community affected like that, but it is what it is. Um, and I'll just give one final stat: a report by an engineer at the Ford Motor Company calculated that the amount of energy needed to make a real fur coat from farmed animals accounting for 85% of world production is 66 times that needed to make a fake fur coat. Take that environment. <laughs> yeah. Wait, holy crap. <laughs> That's a crazy stat. Yeah. It All is. right. Well, this is a weird one, but I figured it was something worth noting uh, since, you know, fur is using clothing and clothing is sold in e-commerce. So I made a connection there somehow. I don't know. It's a good connection. You guys get anything else? Nope. Nope. That's your fur-lined e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>